This is the Journeys Podcast, and I'm your host, Mark Stolo. Today, I'm talking with Ani Anderson. Ani is a trained occupational therapist and master energy worker. She helps parents embrace the holistic intelligence required to navigate the challenges of modern parenthood. She invites them to unlock the one thing that may be holding them back from being a more conscious parent, and that's emotional reactivity. What I love about the idea of conscious parenting is I think a lot of parents are left with the feeling that they have to do a lot more to create more, more stuff, <laughs> more schedules, more activities, more things. You know, we've got to fill up the day. Kids need constant stimulus. The core idea in conscious parenting in this journey is that there is a way to create more by doing less. Yeah, I think that when parents are trying to whether it's begin or maintain their conscious journey, there becomes a lot of self-care that happens. And that becomes one more thing to do. And don't get me wrong, because I'm a big fan of self-care. But when it becomes one more thing to do, I have to make time for my self-care. We only have 24 hours in the day. And so the, the real core philosophy for the conscious parenting journey is when we react less, more is created naturally. So it's actually our reaction patterns, the way that we see the world and in relationship to parenting, we see our children, we see those relationships between our kids and ourselves or our relationships between ourselves and our partners, our family unit. It's our reactions to those things, our lens that we're looking through, that ends up taking up a lot of space. So when we start to unpack, because it's actually what it feels like to me, it's like you're carrying around big, heavy suitcases. When you start to unpack the stuff in the suitcases, all of a sudden, it's lighter. There's more spaciousness. And it really does, I think, a lot of times feel like it happens almost miraculously. Sometimes for myself, I felt like I'm looking around like, wait a minute. <laughs> where's all the where's all the stuff? Where's all the heaviness? Like, well, where to go? It's a fun process because, it, like I said, it does kind of happen miraculously. And so all of a sudden you realize wow, there's more space here. And I really didn't do anything to, I didn't have to pack anything else in. I took something away. This idea of living in kind of perpetual reaction mode and, and, and all the, the hypervigilance that comes with that and the tension that comes with that, to your point, then often fills in a lot of the space, right? It takes up a lot of the room. What are some of the keys that you talk about in this journey about learning to develop a deeper awareness of the emotional experience of being with yourself and your kids that helps to diffuse some of this reactivity? Two come to mind. So one is understanding the natural laws of the universe, because there is structure for every living thing. And when we don't know about them, we can't lean on them. So having some kind of structure to lean on lets us let go. 
So that's that's one thing to, to mention that we go into on the journey. But another kind of assumption is that there's a right way, which actually goes along with the natural laws, because according to natural law, there is no good or bad. There is no right or wrong inherently in the universe. But I think as as a parent, and I'll speak from my own experience, there's a lot of things that I can get right in life, but the parenting journey is one where I really need to embrace this idea that there is no right way. I need to sit in the not knowing, not only that I don't know, but that that my child doesn't know that the the whole thing is a co-collaboration between myself and my kids, my family society, like the whole collective and the universe itself, like when we look at all of those ways in which we're co-collaborating, like we can take some of the pressure off as parents that we put on ourselves to get it right or make sure that we do things right. I've heard from parents so often that they're afraid they're going to screw it up because it feels like our one chance. All of us look back at our childhood and we only had one. We only had one childhood. Right. And so it feels like a lot of pressure as parents to get it right. When we can sit in that place of knowing that there isn't actually a right, we're on this journey together with our kids, with our families, with everyone. It allows us to, again, kind of lean on some universal truths and let go of that idea around getting it right, because it really, really gets in the way. One of the things that you advocate for in this journey is a more expanded view of the concept of family. This notion that a lot of parents take on parenting on their shoulders, and it becomes this feeling of a solitary weight that they carry. And to your point, all the pressures that come with that and all the roles that you have to fulfill and this idea that your child is completely dependent on you and then you have to step up. Talk about a little bit about the importance that you highlight in the conscious parenting journey about this more expanded view of what it means to be a parent, like how you embrace including more into this experience as a mechanism of support. I think that one of the ways that we can talk about this practically right now as parents is technology, because if I'm calculating correct, most of the parents who are going to be watching this journey over the course of the next few years are going to be people who were not tech natives, technology natives. So for me, we got our first computer in in my house when I was, I think, 12 or so. And that might have been early. And I didn't grow up with tech. Our kids are growing up with tech. This is something that bothers a lot of parents, like the amount of tech or how we navigate technology. And the thing is, you know, I believe that we're going through a great, a tremendous evolutionary period right now, and technology is a piece of that. I can't possibly know and figure out all of the ins and outs of, of that. I need to, because of that co-collaboration, really expand my and open my mind to the idea, actually, that my kids aren't just mine. My kids are their own people. They also belong to the, the universe, our communities, our societies. There's all these little, it reminds me like those um, little dolls that you put one inside of the other. The Bushka dolls. Like they're all, yeah, yeah, those. It's, it's like all of those little nestings. 
And our kids belong to the collective, to the whole, to all of those things. And so the responsibility, responsibility is a really interesting word, actually, because there needs to be a sense of personal responsibility. But rather than having that be a weight that we wear, I think that it, for me, it feels like more of like an internal thing, like a tree trunk that we can embody rather than wear it as this heaviness to embody personal responsibility. And a lot of that, you know, is also about what do we let go of and what do we, we not. We have a tendency as parents to put on our children, our own stories, our own conditioning, our own experience. And when we can remember that they're a piece of everything, not just our kids, we can start to expand our mind a little bit more around this this idea, again, so that there's more spaciousness. I think the that curiosity really is the, it's like the handle that opens the door to an open mind. So when we start to become curious, geez, I wonder what this, for example, use tech again, what this technology in their lives is leading to for their whole lives. I wonder what it's leading to for the evolution of humanity. I wonder what it's going to be as a, as a part of who they are, who they are as a person separate from me. And then all of a sudden, there's all of these things to be curious about rather than allowing that responsibility to, to just be worn as a weight. I like the idea of curiosity and how it breathes a certain kind of openness, which is different than the pressure of feeling like I need to have all the answers all the time. This yeah. co-discovery and inviting your kids to go on a co-discovery experience with you, I think is a bit of a paradigm shift. When you talk about conscious parenting, what's the inverted world of conscious parenting? What would someone be experiencing as a parent in a more reactive state? What does that feel like? What does that look like? I think it usually feels like frustration hmm. and frustration can come out in a lot of different ways. It can come out in emotional stuff, anger and sadness, stress and anxiety, those kinds of things. I think frustration can come out also as body pain. It can come out as back pain, shoulder pain, neck pain, headaches, things like that. So I think, I think it feels like weight. Honestly, I think that's what it feels like. It feels heavy. I think it looks like, and this is kind of an, an interesting question because because of how our subconscious mind works, we don't always know <laughs> when we're not being conscious. <laughs> so I think that what it looks like, again, is a curiosity. It's a coming off of the pedestal of the hierarchy of I know, like we were talking about. I think it looks like a person who isn't afraid to... I want to say have a good time. And what I mean by that is, again, a lightness isn't afraid to laugh at themselves, to laugh at a situation, isn't afraid to allow things to, to be hard and to make light of it, lightheartedness, open heartedness. It's not about being a saint, in my opinion. It's not about and this has to do with getting it right. It's not about being calm all the time. It's that we might have a reaction, take a peek at that, use some lightheartedness and compassion with ourselves as we look at that. It's not that we're not reacting. 
I think that's important because as parents, because of the design of the parent-child relationship, to imagine that we're never going to react or we're going to get to a place where we don't react, I don't think that's human. To get to a place where we have reactions and rather than them owning us, Mm. we can use that consciousness to watch and to begin to unpack what is that? What is that? Do I want to be that person? Do I want to have that pattern? Is that conditioning I learned from somebody else? Is that genuinely me? And then again, there's that all that curiosity, right? So I think I think that's kind of what it, it looks like. It's not about being perfect. It's actually about being um, messy and being okay with it. It reminds me of the difference between a painting that is perfect and finger paint. Obviously, we'd love all parents to go on this journey because we think that it has value across the parenting spectrum. But what kind of parent would you invite? What kind of disposition or, or perspective would be optimal for a parent going on this specific journey? What would they be looking for, seeking, that would make this particular journey worthwhile? I think that the most, the, the most ideal person is someone who craves sacredness in their life. They're a person who, at the dinner table, when the kids are burping and farting, is going, why can't I have a meal where there's sacredness? Like, it's that kind of person. It's a person who really does desire to have some kind of connectedness to oneness. Um, again, there's that, that sacredness, some, some kind of holiness. They see parenting as a path. It's not just something that happens. Because that's not everybody. Some people have kids, but they don't really see parenting as a path to more wholeness, healing, connectedness, healing the planet, helping the planet, you know, like service. And I think that the person who is really going to enjoy this journey takes their parenting to a higher level because they do see it as service, not just to themselves and their family, but to their community and to the world. And they're really seeking more connection. That's what they're really, really looking for. I think that's a beautiful sentiment because this you can see how easily conscious parenting translates into a conscious planet, a conscious universe, a sense of living consciously. And the gift that we impart on our kids to imbue that consciousness in their own life. Because we know the, the flip of that narrative is a very unhealthy planet, a very unhealthy generational pattern, which unfortunately is all too prevalent. Yeah. I mean, this is a bit of a soapbox for me. I love that you said that. I believe that, for example, our leaders are a reflection of the collective. And so how do we uh, change the, the leadership that we see that we don't like? How do we change the policies that we don't like, the systems that aren't working? How do we change those things? And I sincerely believe that we change those things by looking at ourselves. But what a gift for someone who wants to look at themselves deeply enough to impact their children and their family. Actually, I think it's Mother Teresa, right? Who said, if you want to make a difference in the world, make a difference in your home mm-hmm. or your family. I think, I think she said that. And I, I, not only do I believe that it's true, in my 20 years or so of working with families, 
and leadership, by the way, this is what I see. Everything in our external is a mirror for us and we need it to see more about ourselves. So what a gift for parents to take their job, which by the way, isn't really super highly valued in our society, so seriously that they are able to do this work for all of us. Keep on exploring. Ani invites you to go on a huddle journey to conscious parenting. Learn to react less and create more.